0: Quick Goal, the official goal of soccer, presents Quick Chat, a quick-hitting interview series with some of the top people from around the soccer world. We discover how coaches got to their position and advice they give to a younger self. Welcome to Quick Chat.
1: All right, welcome everyone. Um, Today we have Bobby Muse, head coach at Wake Forest University. Hello, sir. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. How are
1: you, Ert? Good. I'm going to brag on you for a second, and then uh, we'll, we'll dive into into the meat of it. Since arriving at Wake Forest in 2015, um, you've done some amazing things there. Compiled more wins than any other coach in that period of time in Division I college soccer. Four-time, four straight ACC Coach of the Year honors, which is amazing. Taking his teams to Uh, multiple conference titles in 2016 and 2017 and is a perennial competitor in the uh, NCAA tournament with quarterfinal appearances, semifinal appearances, final appearances um, in every single year you've been there. So, congratulations on the job. Well done. I'm sure there is much more to come. Before we go into your coaching pathway, uh, I think we'd be remiss to say that uh, as a player, you also went to the top as well, winning a uh, a Division II National Championship at Southern Connecticut State. So hats off to you. Um, we're going to direct this towards the coaching side if you're okay with that. Oh, absolutely. All right. So let's kind of, uh, let's turn it over to you and, and just kind of tell us about your pathway.
0: Uh, my pathway is is a simple one. It's like I really didn't know what, what I wanted to do, even going to college. Uh, I love playing. Uh, I, I picked Southern Connecticut State University, you know, an all Long Island staff. I'm a Long Island, New York guy from East Islip um, with Ray Reed, John Dealey, George Kiefer, Brian Quinn, Jim O'Brien, all Long Island people um, felt comfortable. And more importantly, I wanted to win a national championship. And as you said, was able to accomplish that. I, was, uh, I, I wasn't I uh, maybe the player that I thought I was going to be in college, like any young kid coming out. Um, but I had a, I had an injury my junior year, and um, I decided not to play anymore and just The unique opportunity came in that transition in the winter, um, Coach Reed got the University of Connecticut job. So uh, at that point, I was like, well, I'm going to help around at Southern, you know, because I love the program and I would do anything I could to try to help it. And uh, with that, Coach Reed gave me a call and said, hey, how would you like to come to the University of Connecticut with us um, at the end of the semester, you know, and start your coaching career and finish your degree at the University of Connecticut? So, obviously, I, I didn't have to do a lot of thinking about that. So, literally, I went from being a player and then six months later trying to pursue to trying to, to learn from one of the best and one of the best environments and really try to build a program um, with Coach Reed and the UConn staff. And, uh, you know, ironically enough, I mean, I was – I roomed with George Kiefer for four years and now he's a rival up the street, one of my best okay. friends. But playing at State, we play him on Saturday. So, I sacrificed a lot. I've never been on a spring break, you know, and, uh, you know, because I've been working. but you know, to this day, it's the best decision I ever made. So I was at the University of Connecticut for four years with Coach Reed and George and Coach Dealey, and uh, fortunate to go to two Final Fours with Coach Reed and really uh, in in the back, you know, in in, in the trenches, just seeing how to build a program and how to build a positive culture. And then, uh, you know, that that last year, Coach Vidovich at Wake Forest gave me a call and had an opportunity and opening here at Wake Forest. So I came to be Coach Vidovich's assistant. I was here for six years. Mm -hmm. Uh, My last year in 06, we went to the program's first ever college cup in St. Louis. Um, And, uh, you know, after that season, I got a call from the University of Denver and they wanted to rebuild the program and never been to Denver. You know, never, I flew through it a bunch of times recruiting, but never been to the university. And what they wanted to do is they wanted to build a, you know, a, a really good competitive national contender at University of Denver. And building stadiums and having locker rooms and increasing recruiting budgets and, you know, really wanted to make a splash in college soccer and um, jumped at the opportunity, was there for eight years. Um, you know, I, I learned a lot on the fly. I could tell you I don't know if I was ready to be a head coach, but um, at that point you don't, have a, you don't have a choice. You have to survive. So uh, a little bit of a roller coaster where you just learn on the fly every day um, what it's like to be, you know, the differences between being an assistant coach and being a head coach are very different. It's a very lonely world, I can tell you. Um, but we went to, uh, in eight years, you know, we went to uh, the program's first, you know, Division One NCAA cha- you know, tournament, uh, and we did that a few times. And then when the job opened here in 2015, I'm very fortunate to be considered. And, and I've been back at Wake Forest ever since, and just trying to really continue the culture that was set before me and trying to continue to get good players to want to play here and play the game that we feel is a, is a real attractive brand. And just trying to continue uh, a really positive culture of winning.
1: Coach, in terms of uh, how you got to where you are, has licensing been a big part of your pathway? Or uh, have you kind of followed the traditional model of uh, your your D, your B, your C, your A?
0: I don't know if I follow the traditional model uh, in terms of the time that it took me to do all those. um, With some other educational stops in between for sure. I know, um, I, I think way back, it's, it's kind of funny, I, um, I, did my, I did my earlier licenses when I was at the University of Connecticut, and I actually um, missed my Connecticut graduation, you know, the University of Connecticut graduation, because I was doing the final weekend of my C license. So, started my licenses early, because I started my coaching career, well, obviously, when I was finishing my degree. Um, So then I was there, you know, uh, I came to Wake Forest, probably my second or third year here as an assistant, I did my B um, out in California and what an incredible experience and impactful experience it was. Um, I was with Ziggy Schmidt and it was uh, just learning from one of the best, you know, coaches in American soccer history, Um, you know, and and it just built a relationship with Coach Schmidt there and uh, that was an incredible opportunity for me. With that being said, is with the time that I put in recruiting and being on the road and the time that it is now, you're starting to grow a family and then you become a head coach and you got even more time and more responsibility, I procrastinated on doing my A. Um, I also looked at my coaching education of being around Ray Reed, Jay Vidovich, you know, and some of the very best in in terms of soccer minds and even the, the short conversations that I've had with like. Coach Gangler, when he calls and intimidates the garbage out of you, just picking your brain about players when he was at Sporting. Um, you know, I, I felt like I'd, I got off the phone one day. I'm like, Coach, I was talking to Jay. I'm like, I think I just did my A course with Coach Gangler in the last 30 minutes And when he was asking me about, <laughs> you know, uh, you know about a player. I remember he called me about Michael Parkhurst, and he was, like, grilling me. And I was like, uh, Jay's, Jay's in the other room. You can talk to him. I was intimidated. But uh, with that being said is multiple chips to Europe you know, and trying to sit down with some really good coaches and, um, just learning, you know, through experience. But just recently, um, I finished my A finally, and it was something I procrastinated. I'm so happy that I did it. Um, Leslie Gallimore was an incredible instructor for me and just, uh, she still continues to be a mentor and just communicating, you know, weekly with our group and, uh, the experiences and the mentorship and, the some of the great young coaches that I met doing it. I was obviously a little bit older in the group given, given my pathway with licenses, but it was been a great experience and I'm happy I did it.
1: Right. Uh, segue into, um, your best coaching experience over the years. What has that been? And and kind of tell us why. Oh man.
0: I think whenever you think coaching experience, you think of winning, right? Um, not a lot of people say it's losing. I would say that as well. Um, there, there's a couple. I, I mean, how do you categorize it? I mean, selfishly, you want to do it when you're leading a program. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the, 2000, the, the 2016 season uh, where we went on the road in the middle of the year and, and lost a hard-fought game to Clemson 1-0. And I remember in the locker room, Ian Harks came in and, and he goes this, if we play like that, you know, we're, 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 we're going to do great things this season. And um, we went on to the ACC final uh, where we beat Clemson 3-1 again in the final in Charleston. And I just remember just holding the trophy in the locker room by myself. And I said, holy cow, right? Wake Forest hasn't won one of these in over 25 years with some great programs and some great teams. And this is something, you know, no one's ever going to be able to take away from the program, from these players, from the staff. Uh, I, I would think that just being on the—I believe the ACC Championship is the pinnacle of college soccer. I know most people would say the NCAA Championship, but the teams that you have to beat to win an ACC Championship, as you know very well, Eric, is incredible, right? Um, and uh, I would probably have to put that at—you know—as one of the best coaching memories so far.
1: Right. On the flip side, worst.
0: Ha. Huh has to be the national final that same year. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you're, you're sitting there and it's, uh, you played a really good you know, Stanford team at 0-0. You have one of your players going up to take a penalty to win the national championship, right? Uh, something, again, no one could ever take away from you no matter how bad of a coach you are the next 20 years, right? You still have a national championship uh, for the program, for the players. And uh, to go from being up a PK to actually losing two shooters later that is because you just went from so high to so low, so quick uh, that that is and it's, it's one of those. I'm not naive either. It's like to think, when are you ever going to be in that situation again? You know, it's so hard. Some people get to a college cup, never go back. Some people win a national championship, never go back. Um, you know, but that does motivate me to this day as well.
1: And in your time, um, you've had the fortune of of leading and guiding some fantastic players. Um, talk about who those might be and, and, and why?
0: Well, I don't, I hope they're not listening. That's the problem, right? Cause you got to pick one. There are, there are a number. Yeah. I, I, I've been very, very lucky. You know, I think, um, I'll go off the beaten path and, you know, some people, they like what, uh, one of the best college soccer players that I've ever coached, um, was at the University of Denver, uh, Joe Willis. And his starting goalkeeper for Nashville right now, you know, he's, he's made his rounds through the MLS and he's been in the league for a long time. When I say that because uh, a game changer in a goalkeeper position is very rare. And in college soccer, that's exactly what he was. Uh, uh, he won us games. He kept us in games and, you know, knew at that point that he was going to be a, a long-term, very good pro. Uh, and he's done such a great job. And uh, so he's one of them. Um, I'd be I, remiss if I didn't bring up Ian Harks, and uh, Ian Harks wasn't the goal scorer, um, you know, not even a big point guy, uh, but what he did for us on a daily basis, you know, in the locker room, on the field, the way he trains, he brought a professional mentality that I've never seen before on a daily basis. I remember he was out with a little bit of a a, a quad or a hamstring for about a week, and training was just different you know it's the impact and the influence that he's had and obviously he's gone on to do great things um people say we well, got to say Jack Harrison you can say Jack Harrison yes but Jack was here for a season and, and it was great to be around him um but I'm more talking about like the the in the locker room and what Ian Harks did you know and just the the complete player that he was uh was incredible you know and and I I uh, so there's a couple for you, I would say, um, you know, Jack, obviously just from a talent perspective, incredible the way he brought meant he worked his butt off every day. Um, he went a hundred miles an hour in everything he did. And, you know, and obviously the, 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 proof is in the work that he's doing right now. Um,
1: along the way, you've, uh, obviously, um, used a lot of, uh, equipment in delivering your coaching message. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are some of the things that stood out for you in terms of uh, h- how you could get your message across? Uh, could be as simple as as cones, uh, poles, dummies, anything like that? Has there been any one thing that has come along the way that has kind of said hey this is uh, this is essential in what I do?
0: Yeah, you know it's crazy i uh we were <laughs> we were I don't know where we were. And we forgot our flat cones. Just in a training. It wasn't a game day. And we were training. Oh, no, it was me in COVID. Um, so I was doing a couple of trainings just to try to stay active in the community and just for myself to be out on the field, right, with a couple of young players. And um, I only had regular cones, which is still great. But the, the the introduction of the flat cone when you're doing possession, and we play a lot of possession. You know what I mean? That's our MO just a, as a team. And balls I'm like what would we do prior to, you know, the quick little <laughs> flat coat, right? So we have an overabundance of those, and they're all over the place. And I will say that the big thing for us is we do a tremendous amount with, uh, with our small goals, you know, um, our mini goals. and Just uh, our guys know there's a routine. You know, we do a lot of midf- midfield third play uh, okay. with penetrating passes, using those as the lanes. Um, so th- it, we don't do a session a day prior to a game without our, we call it the eight goal game. So we're very fortunate to have a bunch of them. Um, I think we've, if we invested in one piece of equipment over my six years here, it's probably the 20 small goals that we have (laughs) out on Spry. But it's great We see guys out there playing small side. We're doing eight goal games, doing four goal games. Um, It's a, you know, it's been a great addition to at least trying to get our playing style and our playing model across.
1: Perfect. Perfect.
0: Um, What would you
1: give, what advice would you give to young coach Bobby Muse
0: listen do not speak I'm uh, quick to speak and not listen Uh, I still have a problem to this day but I was probably a little bit more boisterous younger Um, the other thing too is is just try to learn as much as you can from the people around you and I I think I did a good job of that Um, but I, I told it like if I can go back you know I was you know I was at Wake Forest for six years and I'm more worried about um, the office work and the recruiting, you know what I mean? And trying to get good players. And I was probably picking brains, you know, of the staff and watching more video and better preparing myself to be a head coach. I can't go back in time now, but I make up for it, you know, just with hard work right now, but just listening and learning as much as we can and just realizing that um, we are uh, we don't nearly know as much as we think we know. You know, uh, and there's someone out there that knows a little bit more than you and you just got to constantly continue to learn. And I think I was I was probably stubborn at the beginning. Um, and I'm, I'm more open as a coach now than I've ever was as a younger coach. And it's, it's crazy. You would think as younger, you should be doing that more. Um, that was my immaturity and probably my naivety. But um, just listening more and just learning as much as you can.
1: Perfect. Well, listen, I know you're a busy man. Good luck against NC State this weekend. Thank you for your time, Coach. Much appreciated. Good luck.
0: Uh, thanks. Thanks for everything you guys do for the game and uh, appreciate the opportunity.